Worship team, if you could make your way to the altar, please.
check, check. Hey, good morning and happy new year. Welcome to New Hope Ambridge. So glad that you guys are here. If you want to make your way back to your seats, we're going to go ahead and we're going to get our service started. It's going to be a great service. I hope you came here expecting something powerful. I hope that you came here expecting to hear a life-changing word from the Lord because that's you know, we, when we come with a heart of expectancy, that's when God shows up. I hope that you didn't just come here wanting to sit here like a bump on the log and have nobody talk to you or nobody look at you or anything like that because we're kind of like a big family here. Amen. We talk about how Jesus, Jesus didn't die to start a new religion. Jesus died to bring a new family onto the earth and we're part of that family i just want to touch on a couple things as uh everybody in the back finds seats and gets kind of settled in um our regular midweek programming that we normally do uh namely for the most part our celebrate recovery that meets on monday nights and our bible study that meets on wednesdays those will be on a, a little bit of a break for the month as we will have prayer here nightly, Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. And, and we'll get into a little bit more of that in our message. Um, of course, we still are going to have youth group. Youth group will be back tomorrow. Youth group will be back tomorrow. Uh, doors open at 6.30, so um, that's open to uh, anybody from 7th grade up to high school age. Uh, for the New Hope Youth Group, and um, that, look, I'm sure you guys are excited to get back together again. Uh, also, the Young Adults Group will still meet on Friday night um, at 7 o'clock. So um, other than that, uh, we'll be here for prayer, so we hope we'll join you for that. But today we're going to get ready. We're going to get ready to praise the Lord, and, and we're going to get ready to give God our best. So um, if you guys want to stand to your feet for me. If you can just do this, the Bible says that, uh, you know, I pray that men everywhere would praise the Lord with and lift their hands without wrath or doubting. You know why it says lift your hands without wrath? Don't get mad because I asked you to lift your hand. I don't want to lift my hands. They keep telling, worship leader keeps telling me to lift their hand. Just real quick, just, just lift your hands. And when you lift your hands, this is a sign saying, Lord, I surrender. I surrender everything that I am. I surrender it all to you. I'm giving it all to you. And when I have my hands in the air, I can't carry my burdens. I'm lifting my burdens up to the Lord. And, and I'm lifting up my praises. And when I lift up my praises, blessings come down. Amen? The Bible says that he's given you every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Which means that I need to get those spiritual blessings from those heavenly places to an earthly place. Amen? So that I can carry out the destiny that God has for me. 
Lord, I just thank you for the men and women that you have gathered here today. I thank you for this church family that we call New Hope Ambridge. Lord, I pray that in this new year, Lord, that this would be a year of greater things, that this would be a year of breakthrough and turnarounds, Lord. And Lord, I pray that you would touch each and every person here in a powerful way, Lord, that you would drop into them anything that they need. If there's somebody here that needs healing, Lord, I pray that you would heal them. Lord, if there's somebody here who needs a, a, an extra gift of faith, Lord, I pray that you would give that to them. Lord, I pray that if there's somebody who's brokenhearted, Lord, I pray that you would send them comfort, Lord. I pray that you would move in a powerful way. And we ask it in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Could everybody say amen? Amen. 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 God bless you. Take it away, worship team.
cross, Lord. Father, as we get ready to continue this service, Lord, uh, let us remember the things that you have done for us, Lord. Uh, the scars and the lashes that you took for us, Father. The pain that you have taken for us, Lord. Father, let us realize that we are here because of you. That you died on that cross for us and for our sins. So that we can prosper for you, Lord. So, Father, as we continue to service, Lord, change our minds and change our hearts, seek you more and more, Father. Fill us up to love your word so that we can preach and teach your word and spread your love and your authority throughout this nation and throughout this community, Lord. Father, it's your love that sets us on fire, Lord. It's your love that changes us. It's your love that fixes our mind and our, our pain that heals us, Lord. The grace that you put upon us, Father, I just thank you so much for your words, your authority upon us, and the book that you have given us to read. So, Father, lift us up in the service today so that we can be filled by you and only you. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You guys may be seated. Uh, the kids can make their way back to their classes if our teachers want to head out. Um, and meet them at the back. You guys are dismissed to your classes, so you can head out. Hey, we had a big, big day yesterday. Uh, something that we've been working on for, for quite some time. If you are been in this church for a while, you've been aware. But we had our grand opening and ribbon cutting for our New Hope's Haven pregnancy home yesterday. So if you could go ahead and just hit that video um, in case you missed it. We had some people and some donors that were here. Well, there's our cool animated logo, which, there we go.
I know the uh, audio on that, maybe you strained a little bit to hear. That's about it. You can cut that off. Um, I, I know the audio was strained for a little bit of that. We were in the middle of like a snowstorm. I mean, that was like the worst part of the snow. Like after that, like that was it. Like it kind of like petered out. So we didn't have people mic'd. But um, I, I know that my name was mentioned a lot, but I want you to know that like that, I, I'm just a representative of this church. I'm a representative of you all. That is possible. It's possible for uh, women to have a place, people who are uh, women who are pregnant, who don't have a safe place to go, um, who, you know, they, they, they want to keep their baby, but they don't know, you know, how they can do it. They don't know how they're going to bring a baby into this world. Now they have a place. Now they have a place that, that people can come alongside them to give them safe, secure housing, to give them counseling to give them mentorship to give them spiritual community and that's all possible because of you guys because of your giving because you guys show up because of your prayers we're able to do that so really it's you guys who deserve the round of applause if I could have the ushers come forward please we're going to take today's offering Matthew 19 14 Jesus said let the little children come to me and do not forbid them, for such is the kingdom of heaven. You know, we believe that every life is a miracle. Every life has been given by God, and every life is made in the image and likeness of God. And listen, it, it, it's one thing to step out and try to tell people that, hey, you know, you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't have an abortion. But I just feel like if, if you're going to interject yourself into that space, then you need to say, well, I'm going to help you. I'm going to do something about it. We don't just sit there and say, hey, like, you know, this is what you should and this is what you shouldn't do. No, we say, hey, we're going to come alongside and help you because there is a more excellent way. Amen. And so that's what we're all about. Your giving makes that possible. That's what your giving goes towards. Your giving doesn't go to vanity projects for me to get on Christian TV and buy a half hour on TV so you guys can all say, yeah, you should come to our church. My pastor's on TV. Like, and I always wonder, like, why are we spending all this money getting shows on Christian TV to, like, talk to other Christians? You know what I mean? It's like, you know, it, it's, it's kind of pointless. This goes to bring about the vision that we have of restorative community that God called us to be the hands and feet of Jesus here on the earth to to not just you know uh, point fingers or not put people down but to actually go and get beside people who are hurting and who are in a mess and say here I'm gonna get in this mess with you I'm going to walk through this with you, and we're going to make it together to the other side with the help of the Lord. Amen? Amen. If you'd like to give electronically, there's a way to do that. You just text GIVE uh, to that number. You can go to fournewhope.org, which is our website, and click the Donate tab, and you can give that way. Father, I just thank you for, I thank you for the people that are here that gave 
of their time, their treasure, and their talents. Lord, I thank you for all our other partners who, who aren't here today or maybe they're part of the greater body of Christ, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you always provide the provision for the vision. Lord, I thank you that you provide for every one of our needs through your riches and glory. And Lord, we are thankful, we are grateful, we praise you. Lord, I pray that you would bless each and every person's offering today, that you would multiply it, that you would multiply that seed that they have so that they would have no lack, they would have no need, they would have everything that they need in this season. In Jesus' name, amen. thought maybe we were going to take three, but I thought there was supposed to be sound on that, but guess not. It's all good. You guys ready for the word today? If you have your Bibles, open up to James chapter 4. James chapter 4 is where we're going to be. Um, I, if you've been here any amount of time, basically the way that I preach and teach is God essentially will give me a topic or a subject, and then we kind of do a deep dive on that, and we kind of go line upon line, precept upon precept through that subject. And so when I was praying about uh, the direction of where to go, I really felt the Holy Spirit speak a word to me, and the word is consecrate, consecration. Now, the word consecrate, um, you know, uh, if you were, you know, Catholic or Orthodox, you know, that'd probably be a word that you would hear a lot more and not so much in a church like this, but the act of consecration is to set something aside for a divine and holy purpose. And that's what I believe that we are. The, the Bible says that we are a chosen people, that we are a royal priesthood, right? We're not, if you've given your life to Jesus and, and you've surrendered your life, your life is no longer your own. You, you've, you've been set apart for a special purpose and a special reason. And as we pursue holiness as we pursue to be remade into the image of Jesus Christ that that act of doing that is called consecration so that's what we're going to get into we'll be building on that um, over the next few weeks or so but James chapter 4 verse 7 I'm going to read from the the new King James version it says therefore submit to God resist the devil and he will flee from you draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. Father, I pray that you would add your blessing to this word. Lord, I pray that my spirit would decrease and your Holy Spirit would increase. Lord, I pray that the word would go out with power. Lord, I pray the people would be... Uh, they would be built up, they would be edified, and I pray that your name would be glorified in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. So tomorrow, uh, on the 8th, as a church, and along with the entire 
International Church of the Foursquare Gospel, and there's many other uh, parts of the body of Christ that have already kind of started uh, their time of fasting, but um, as a, a Foursquare Church, we're going to start tomorrow, and we're going to go and give ourselves to a 21 days of prayer and fasting. And, and so, assuming that you're healthy, for the next 21 days, I'm asking all of you to enter into a dedicated time of fasting, and, and it looks like this. It looks from sunup to sundown to abstain from any solid food and just to uh, have liquids during the day, preferably water, and to take that time that you would normally be buying food, eating food, you know, preparing food, whatever it is, to, to go and increase your time studying the word and increase your time in prayer and increase your time in solitude and and seeking the Lord and we're gonna have a prayer as, as I stated in the beginning of service Monday through Friday at 7 o'clock p.m. right here each and every night and you may be asking yourself why are we fasting why should I fast that that's a question that you may be asking yourself well, well, fasting is an ancient spiritual discipline that helps us to grow closer to God. Fasting supercharges our prayer for supernatural breakthrough. Fasting is a hunger strike against hell. Fasting is a dec declaration of war on our fleshly desires. And fasting starves our flesh so that we can feast on the voice of the Spirit. And anytime, if you read the Bible, whether it's Old or New Testament, throughout the Bible, anytime the people of God faced a, a great challenge, a great enemy, or they, they needed to make a major decision, or they prepared to do a major work for God, there was always some type of, of fasting and prayer that preceded the challenge and preceded the victory that God gave them. When Ezra the priest was, was going to take the people of Israel. Um, they, they were in exile and they were going back to rebuild the temple. And it was a long and dangerous journey that they would have to go on and that he would have to lead the people on. He proclaimed a, a time of fasting for supernatural protection. When Esther was going before the king to appeal for the lives of her people, there was a, a decree that went in to kill all of the Jews, and, and she was going to go before the king, and to appear before the king when you weren't called what could be a death sentence. So she called all the people to, to a fast so she could go before the king, and, and the people, the Jewish people, were saved at that time. At the preaching of Jonah, the people of Nineveh, they, they, they called a fast of repentance and, and God had mercy on them. He, the, the prophet declared destruction on them and their city. But they got before the Lord with, with, with prayer and fasting and, and, and God spared them as a people. Paul and Barnabas and others from the early church prayed and fasted before sending them out on a missionary journey. And of course we know that Jesus fasted for 40 days after being baptized in the river Jordan and then coming out into his earthly ministry. And you just might want to think that if Jesus fasted before he did a work, maybe we need to consider fasting as well. Some of you maybe have an enemy. You have somebody that's 
that, that's coming against you, somebody who, who wants to do harm to you, or, you know, it could be a person in authority who's, who's coming against you, or you have a problem that you just can't seem to break. Maybe it's an addiction that keeps cycling around, and, and, and to break, to either overcome that enemy or to break that, that problem that you have in your life is really the key to you elevating to the next level of where God wants you. You need the fast to strengthen your spirit man. Some of you have major life decisions that you're going to have to make in 2024. You're at a crossroads. You need to make a decision. You need to fast and hear the word of the Spirit and get the mind of God so that you don't make a big mistake. And I'm not sure about you, but, but I am all in with pushing to do a great work for God. I didn't come here to do a mediocre work. I didn't come here to do the bare minimum. And I'm thankful for everything that, that God has done with us and, and through us. But I feel that everything that God has done from this point is just a foundational level that God's going to use for multiplication. Because the kingdom of God is built on increase. And, and the key to increase, it isn't just more busyness. It's not more to-do lists. It's not more activity. And it's definitely not adopting a franchise model for church and and if you're used to a mega church type of model for church you might say well you know I don't really understand this this really seems disorderly and this and that look I'm not interested in opening up a chick-fil-a I'm open I'm interested in hearing the Spirit of God and doing what he wants us to do and the key to increase is to for us to go to that higher level of consecration for us instead of asking what the minimum we can do to push forward to the maximum the Bible says if you draw near to God he will draw near to you it's not a matter of of okay well God loves some people more no some people and some people make an intentional choice that I am gonna draw close to God so he can draw close to me it says humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will not he might you humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will raise you up and and not everybody who fast is humble right but humble people fast they know that that, that they are weak but their God is strong they know that that they are small but their God is big and they are desperate to see God move in their life and I know I don't know about you but I know what I want to see God do in my life cannot be done in my own strength or my own intellect or my own wisdom so I need to draw myself close to God and humble myself through prayer and fasting so instead of doing what I feel like I have the capability to do I can walk into a place where God can do exceedingly abundantly more than I could ever dream of or imagine the church isn't built on people it's not built on church growth schemes Jesus said on this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell will not overcome it that means that, that as I appeal to God and increase my consecration 
and increase my time of prayer and seeking the Lord that he will build his church. And while I stay in the flow of God, in the flow of the Holy Ghost, there isn't a demonic power that can stop what God is doing. I want to look at a, a special verse of scripture that kind of brings this principle that I'm trying to bring to you into view. So um, we're going to go to Matthew chapter 17, verse 14. Matthew chapter 17, verse 14. And uh, before we get into it, I want to just give you a little bit of background. What precedes this story is something that they call the Mount of Transfiguration. The Mount of Transfiguration was where Jesus went up to a tall mountain and he took Peter, James, and John with him. And essentially, the, the spiritual dimension was opened up to them and they were able to see Jesus in all of his glory. He also, they also saw Moses and Elijah. They appeared to Jesus and they were talking about the crucifixion. The Father also spoke down from heaven. And... You know, Peter wanted to stay there. You know, you get into the glory of God, he's like, man, this is awesome. This is, you know, we've crossed over. Let's go ahead and build some tents. We're just going to stay here. But Jesus said, you know, we need to go down. We need to go down to the mountain. And so as they went down the mountain, there was a great multitude awaiting, but there was especially uh, one man with a son who really needed some help. And that's where we're going to pick up the story. Verse 14 it says, when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he's an epileptic and he suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. So there's a, a, a crowd that's waiting for him. There's a man with a son who they identify as an epileptic which means that he would have seizures but there's something unusual in the sense that whatever's causing him to fall into these seizures seems to happen when they're by a fire and when they're by water so essentially whatever this is is trying to kill them it's more than just sort of a, a, a disease or their bodies off there's something deeper to that basically it's demonic and it's trying to kill him the devil is there to steal to kill and to destroy and so there's something that that's deeper than just simple uh, epilepsy here verse 17 then Jesus answered and said oh faithless and perverse generation how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. I think it's kind of interesting to look at the words of Jesus here, because it's almost like when I read it, I almost see there's like a frustration here in Jesus' voice, like, he, he's frustrated with his disciples like okay you saw me do this you saw how this works we sent you out why are you not able to do this he had Jesus had an expectation that that his followers would be able to heal the sick and cast out demons 
He has that same expectation today. Let's go to verse 19. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? So Jesus said, Because of your unbelief. For assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. So once things settle down and the crowd kind of disperses and they're able to go to Jesus privately, they, they seek guidance. Well, why could we not cast it out? And, and Jesus says, because of your unbelief, that word unbelief could be translated little faith. Could say because of your, your little faith. And he begins talking about uh, faith as a mustard seed. And we probably have heard teachings or know that, that the mustard seed was, was one of the smallest seeds, but when it's planted in the proper soil, it grows into one of the biggest plants that were in Israel at that time. So what is he saying here? What is he, he's talking about because of your, if we said because of your little faith, for I say if you have faith as a mustard seed, then you will be able to speak to the mountain and then say move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. The Bible calls the word of God an incorruptible seed. It says that we have been, we have been born again not of corruptible seed but of incorruptible seed. So we have an incorruptible seed. The word of God has been implanted into us. We heard and we believed. There's a seed. The seed found soil in our heart and it took root. But the more optimal the conditions uh, are, are of the soil and that a plant has, how much sun it gets, how much rain it gets, right? How aerated is the soil? Depending on how the soil is, that'll depend on how the plant grows, how big it grows, how healthy it is. Uh, if weeds have the ability to choke it out. And what we do is we have an incorruptible seed called the Word of God that has been placed inside of our hearts and then we water and, and give sun and give air to that seed that is in us through prayer, through studying the Word, and through fasting. So we provide those optimal conditions and through that, that seed of faith begins to grow inside of us and it becomes to be stronger and stronger so that we can we can speak to any of the mountains that we face and those mountains will be removed whether that be a financial mountain in our life we can have faith we can believe God that that, that God's gonna prosper us whether it's mountains of sin we can pray and believe God that that sin in our life will be broken. Family problems and family curses mountains can be moved. Mountains of sickness, mountains that, that, that need deliverance, all those things that seem like mountains. In other words, they seem like problems so big that when we look at them, they seem like a mountain. He's saying that if you will just provide the optimum conditions and you will grow your faith, then every mountain that you have will be moved out of your life and nothing will be impossible for you. And then verse 21, he's kind of going to give us a key here. Verse 21, however, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Except by prayer and fasting. And so what we really see here is that 
there's a level of spiritual authority and dominion that was available to the believer who, who took that extra level of consecration to the Lord that came through prayer and fasting. There are things that are available through the power of God that don't come to the casual Christian. You want to see God move mountains in your life? You want to see breakthroughs and turnarounds? You want to heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons, all that stuff? You're not going to do it by just being a casual Christian and just kind of doing the bare minimum so that you can make it into heaven. You're going to do that by consecrating your life. Again, this is available to all believers, but, but you have to make that decision that you want to be a person that's going to go into the deeper waters. That you're going to go past the, the, the inner court, or go past the outer court, go in the inner court, and go right into the holy of holies. To go into the deeper experience, the, the deeper decision that, that, that God has for you, to be intentional to say, I am going to draw myself to God. I'm going to surrender myself to God. I'm going to make it my goal to, to purify my heart and purify my life. And the Bible says that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. And, you know, with the people of God, you know, if you look in the Old Testament, you, you know, and the Old Testament kind of is, is God's will concealed but but in the new testament god's will is revealed and so we can learn things from the old testament but we do have a better covenant based on better promises you had the the israelite people and they were the people of god and they had the law they were supposed to obey the law there were certain things that they were given to do they were to be circumcised as a sign of the covenant and they were under the law and to do that they were in covenant with God and they were God's people but then there was the priest class there was the Levites and the Levites not only had to follow that law but they also had special laws that they had to follow in purity and order of the temple and things like that because the average person would just go into the temple and sometimes go in the temple once a year but the Levites were in the temple all the time they were in a closer place to the glory of God and then there were people that decided to take a Nazarite vow and you know they had to go by other stuff as well they had to go by uh, the stuff that the people of God had to go through the Levites have to go through and then they would make a vow not to cut their hair not to shave not to touch drink because they would consecrate themselves to grow closer to God for a season so you and I can make a decision that we are going to be intentional about seeking the kingdom of God in our life in a greater way. And, you know, the Bible says that if you draw near to God, if you, if you draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. So, if you want to see God move in a major way in your life, if you're not happy with the status quo, if you want to see major bondages broken in your life and if you want to be able to to walk down in the valley like Jesus did and set the captives free then it's imperative that we draw closer to God than we ever have before 
And God has given us the tools in our toolbox of prayer and fasting. And I want us to keep in mind that as we enter into this time of fasting, it's not just us fasting. It's believers. It's a body of Christ all over the world in different countries that are saying, I'm going to consecrate and give this first part of the month, uh, th this first part of the year, I'm going to give that to God. And fasting is a short-term sacrifice for long-term results. And I wonder, I wonder if the whole body of Christ getting together in a real way and crying out to, to God and believing the promises of God, you can't tell me that that's not going to make a difference in the world. What if, what if as, as, as God's people who, who are called His church, instead of just throwing our hands up and just believing that things are just going to get worse and worse and sitting around waiting for the rapture to take us away, what if we began to believe God for another great awakening? What if we began to believe God for a great awakening on our streets and, and on our schools and we just didn't give up and give everything over to the devil? What if instead of just waiting for the next big financial crisis, we began to believe God for a period of peace and, and prosperity like the world has never seen? I, I, began, I, I remember 15 years ago, sitting in the green room over in the schoolhouse, praying with a small group of saints, Believing that God would bless this town. Lord, you you got to bless this town. Bring life back into this town. Bring businesses back into this town, Lord. Heal our town. And, and at that time, it was just full of empty storefronts. I can remember walking down the street with, with another brother in Christ and walking around and a lady coming out saying, what are you guys doing? Hey, we're just walking the streets, we're praying, we're praying for people, and we're praying for the streets, and we're just praying that God will bless this town. Well, I don't know why you're doing that. This town's down the tubes. It's nothing but crackheads and drug addicts. It's done. It's over with. I didn't believe that, because I believed God. Maybe it was a mountain, but I was believing that that mountain would be moved. We began praying that, that, that God would, would, would bring Christian leaders and Christian people into, into positions of influence uh, in, in our government. And if you watched that, um, if you watched that grand opening, the woman who opened up, she was a council member. She's the third in charge on that, on that borough council. And she came right out and started off with scripture. Our borough manager's a Christian. And, and these guys, they, these aren't ashamed, and, and you could see, um, and, and I went, personally, I went from basically being like a person that they thought was a complete whack job and a wingnut, to basically doing the invocation this year at every borough council meeting. And we saw, I think something like 35 or 40 new businesses enter into Ambridge. And listen, it was something that we couldn't, we just began praying and we began believing God. And I know people will say, well, you know, it's the streetscape project. It's that, you know, prices are just too expensive and swickly now, so people are moving down to Ambridge. I believe that it was those prayers 15 years ago that a group of people were, eight, were willing to look at a mountain and look at corruption and say, I am believing God. 
that you will heal our land. God can do it here, and God can do it across America. This is the year of greater things. The Bible says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will heal from heaven, and I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. And we need our land healed. Our country needs healing. It's a mess. And, and I don't know what 2024 is going to bring. And, and I, have, I have a feeling deep down inside of my gut that there's going to be all kind of crazy stuff that's going to jump off this year. I don't know what it's going to be, but I think there's going to be distractions. I think there's going to be attempts to divide us, divide us politically, divide us racially, divide us by religions. It's called divide and conquer. I believe that there's going to be violence in our street and all that. But you know what? Here's my political talk for you all today. Don't talk about politics. Here's my political talk. Pray. Pray. Humble yourselves. Seek the face of God and pray. And your prayers will change the direction. We can pray and we can stop these bad things from happening. And we can see another great awakening. And we can truly say once again, God bless America. Amen. Amen. Worship team, if you want to make your way forward. If my people, not talking about everybody else, it's his people, the remnant, the blood-bought, the spirit-filled, the people who love God, it's on us. It's on us to pray and believe God humble ourselves to seek him with all our face to believe that that like the bible says went right after he says greater things you will do than i do because i go to the father he said anything you ask in my name i will do it anything you ask in my name things don't have to fall apart your neighborhood doesn't have to fall apart your family doesn't have to fall apart you can pray and you can believe God. You can stand on his word. And you, can, and you can speak his word. And you can just keep going until something happens. Right? Push. Pray until something happens. And we're going to keep praying until God heals our land. We're going to keep praying until God heals our families. We're going to keep praying until God heals our schools and heals our community and heals everything and heals the body of Christ. We're not giving anything into the devil, amen? Amen. If we could just stand to our feet. Just raise our hands. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for my brothers and sisters in here, Lord. Touch them, Lord. Touch them, Lord. Fill them with the Holy Spirit, Lord. Touch them afresh. Lord, may you give them a fresh fire in their life. It, maybe, you, it, maybe people lost their edge, Lord. I pray that during this uh, 21 days of prayer and fasting, they would, they would regain their edge. They would regain their fire. They would regain their passion. They would regain their faith. 
Lord, I thank you for signs, wonders, and miracles that are going to happen because we're, we're giving our lives to you. We're humbling ourselves to you. We're praying to you. Lord, I thank you that you are changing things in our community, in our town. Lord, we pray for our community. Lord, I pray that you would continue to bring businesses in, that you would, I pray for our, 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 our first responders, our fire department, our policemen, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you would give them wisdom and compassion, Lord, to do their job, Lord. I pray for the, the, all the borough council people, the borough manager, the mayor. Lord, I pray that you would touch their hearts and make them make decisions in a godly way. Lord, I pray for our school district. Lord, I pray that you would raise up godly teachers who are willing to walk into a space that, that, that might not be good. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, you would just begin blessing. Lord, I pray that there would be a revival even amongst our teenagers in our high schools. Lord, I pray, that, I pray that the truth of God's word would be implanted in each and every teenager that, that goes to that school, Lord, that they would not be sidetracked by any lie of the devil, that they would know the truth. And Lord, I pray that you would raise up 15, 16, 17-year-old evangelists, on-fire Christians, Lord, that would continue to bring many people to the Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you are not done with this generation and you are not done with your church and that we are going to see the greatest year that we ever have seen in Jesus' name. If you believe it, shout amen. 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 God bless you. Let's go out here with the spirit of worship and believe God for the victory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hey, I feel the presence of the Holy Ghost in here tonight. Thank you, Lord. Fill this room. Fill this room, Lord. We want more. We want more of you. We want more of you. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you,
rock like our rock. Amen? No rock like our rock. No foundation like our foundation. We serve a kingdom which cannot be shaken. And no matter what happens out there, we're not going to be moved by what we see. We're going to be moved by what we believe. We're going to be moved by the word of God. We're going to take the word of God. We're going to take the promises of God. And we're going to pull them down from heaven and bring them down into our reality. That's what's going to happen in 2024. We just raise our hands one last time. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. Until we meet again, may the blessing and the favor of our Lord Jesus Christ rest upon you and your house. God bless you. This service is dismissed. When you exit them doors, you're entering the mission field. God bless.
it, dude. You just need the words in front of you, I feel like. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to sing the song because it got your name in it. Uh-huh. Let's see. Let's mess around. All right, let's mess around back there, drummer boy. Hey, you can sing. All right, ready? Play G. They don't sound right. This is the God. 